This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh, a, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. Bye, Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one Giants giant step, step with your host, Sean Morash. An event we get typically once every four years is upon us. The Giants, the Jets. Even in the worst of years, which we got four years ago, it's a lot of fun in the parking lot. It's a lot of fun in the stadium. Wasn't a lot of fun if you were a Giant fan and Jamal Adams robbed Daniel Jones' soul. It's been fun in 2011 when Victor Cruz danced after 99 yards and it led Giants, the Giants, on a Super Bowl run. The fans hate each other right now. Suddenly, this rivalry feels a lot better than Yankees-Mets, and the anger is there, and seasons are hanging in the balance. Albeit mediocre seasons, but they're hanging in the balance. Giant Jet Week is here. Welcome to One Giant Step. I am Sean Morris. You can download this podcast free on the Odyssey app and everywhere podcasts are available. It's going to be very fun setting the table of a game week. Bryce Gelman, who's been with us every Friday, is back we are going to close the show with our fantasy versus reality with our game picks. Bryce is best, all the rap. But in the meantime, you know, guy grew up in the New York area, Brian Baldinger, Baldy breakdowns on Twitter. I mean, those I can't wait for every Monday and Tuesday to see if Baldy's seeing a lot of things, and oftentimes he is, that I frankly wasn't seeing with the X's and O's with the Giants. He's going to join us, and we're going to have a fun old-fashioned football Friday pod. So without further ado... Let's bring in Bryce, let's let's bring in Baldy, and let's take one giant step. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Bryce and Baldy are with us. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL insider, of course. Follow him on Twitter for his Baldy breakdowns. And Baldy, you have me fascinated by what's gone on with the Giants of late. I want to start offense before we go defense. And mainly the big debate that I can't believe is a debate, which is the the Terod Taylor versus Daniel Jones and who's operating the offense better right now. Uh, Clearly, Daniel Jones at this moment is still not cleared for contact. Who really knows? It's a big question mark. But there is a debate. Is it more about, you know, the offensive line getting Saquon back or is Terod Taylor simply just seeing the football field better than Daniel Jones had been earlier this year? Uh, well, I mean, Terod played well against Washington. Now, they, they scored 14 points. Nobody's going crazy, right? Yeah. But, you know, they got the explosive plays in the offense that have been missing. You got the two shots to Jalen Hyatt. You got the shot to Waller. You know, you got a shot, you know, to Slayton. Um, Wandale got one. Terod ran for one. I mean, you got the explosive plays in the offense. And really, offenses don't score, typically, if you don't get those type of plays. And then I thought up front, you know, they made an, another change in the offensive line. You got Glowinski back. McKeithen goes to left guard. Um, you know, they, they they got some good runs against Washington. Not It wasn't, you know, it, nobody's going to get crazy about, you know, 3.3 yards average. But I thought they, they got some good runs in the game where they, you know, six and seven type yard runs. They had like seven or eight of them. And, you know, that's you get those on first down. It's a lot easier to sustain offense. So I thought overall, Terod did his job in that game. So, Baldy, I got got a quick one for you. So let's say Daniel Jones next week against the Raiders. He's at like 80, 90 percent. He's cleared for contact. What is the downside to playing Taylor over Jones if Jones isn't exactly 100 percent yet? Well, I mean, look, a lot of this is hypothetical. Let's see how he plays against the Jets. The Jets, you know, their last game, they took down the Eagles. We know they have a good defense. You know, but let's just say, let's carry it all the way out. If he goes out, the Giants win and he plays well, I think they'll have a difficult decision. And not because they don't believe in Daniel Jones, but they're trying to dig themselves out of an early season crypt, a deep crypt that some teams get out of and some teams never get out of. But if I'm if I'm Brian Dable right there, I'm Joe Shane. Like I would just ride the hot hand, just ride it until there's nothing to ride, or he, he you know he plays poorly, then you make the switch back. But I would not if they play well this week and Terod plays well, and they win. I don't care what happens to Daniel Jones, and it's not a knock on Daniel. Like the offense is is, is playing better. Um, you can't win games if the offense doesn't score, and the offense wasn't scoring under Daniel Jones. And it was a mess. I mean, look, you could blame Daniel Jones if you want. The offense line was dysfunctional, period. They couldn't do anything. And Saquon was out. So, but that's what I would do right now, Bryce. Uh, So you mentioned the offensive line, and it seemingly is a conversation that has not ended, Baldy, here in New York forever. Forever. It feels like it's been a decade of talking. I'm on WFN. The offensive line calls don't stop. They have now started 10 different offensive linemen. Justin Pugh came off his couch. He didn't play great at left tackle last week, but it's been an admirable job. 
Andrew Thomas is progressing. It's the never-ending hamstring injury. Again, we're taping this on Friday morning. Friday seemingly is going to be a big day for him. John Michael Schmitz looks like he's going to return at center this week. Uh, for your money, the offensive line seemingly had its best game of the year last week versus Washington in a very difficult front. What have you seen the last couple of weeks with the offensive line and taking steps forward? here? Well, when I said earlier that they were completely dysfunctional, I mean, they didn't play as a unit. And it wasn't like, I mean, just from an assignment standpoint, they didn't play well. You know, the right guard didn't know what the center was doing. Center didn't wasn't sure what the left guard was doing. I thought for the first time last week in weeks, and, and maybe since the start of the season when all those guys, John Michael and, you know, Andrew was in the lineup, um, I thought for the first time, assignment-wise, they played well as one. You know, and so here's, you know, two double teams at the point. Here's slide protection. You know, just some of the basics that you have to do. And I thought they played as a unit last week. And that was a big reason why they were able to get some of those deep shots and run uh, fairly effectively at times. So, you know, you, you mentioned how well the offensive line played. And you mentioned how Saquon was able to break free on some of those runs. I mean, he played pretty well, Saquon. Do you think that his performance was due to, you know, the fact that he's Saquon Barkley, he could make guys miss? Or do you think it's because the offensive line finally came together? No, he, you know, on eight of his 21 runs, he ran for five yards or more. Those are quality runs. I don't care who the back is. And so there was a hold up. Now, Saquon ran hard. He, he, you know, he pushed the pile. He ran guys over. He got physical at the point when he had to. And, you know, he, he got on some guys' edges uh, when he had the opportunity. But he had real holes. He wasn't uh, you know, making people miss two yards in the backfield. And so it, it starts up front. And I thought Saquon ran hard because I think he just missed running hard, you know, like it was good to be back. But uh, they had he had some holes, he had some holes that, that he that were clear. Tyree Phillips signed off the Eagles practice squad. It was a guy with the Giants last year as their swing tackle. Yeah. Actually played decent at times at right tackle for the Giants when he had to fill in. Evan Neal with the ankle injury. He was limited in practice Thursday. Didn't play last week. It felt like the Giants boldly had an upgrade at right tackle last week. Evan Neal is a million-dollar question as the seventh overall pick a year ago, Joe Shane's first draft. Do you feel like Evan Neal is crossing into lost cause territory at right tackle? He's got to get better. Sean. I mean, I'm not here to. <laughs> yeah, thanks, you know, boy. You know, baby. <laughs> you, you, you can't you can't live with. You know, your right tackle's got to hold up. I mean, he just has to hold up. You know, in all phases, and he's struggling. He's flat out. So he's struggling to get off on. Like I was talking to Laramie Tunsil yesterday. I'm not making any comparison, but we saw. But let's just go back. Let's go back to Andrew Thomas's rookie year. He struggled. Yeah, he struggled. He, 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 he was dancing too much. He couldn't get his right foot in the ground. Guys were beating him inside. And you thought a little bit like what Evan Neal's going through. You thought, right. man, what did they make all these other guys out there? Did they miss? And now you see Andrew Thomas fix the, the fundamental errors. Of course. And now he's at an elite level, a very good level. Um, I don't know that Evan Neal has the athletic ability that Andrew Thomas has to fix some of his liabilities. Like you see real question marks in his athletic makeup that says, I don't know that he can become Andrew Thomas. That's what you want. We'll go, we'll live with the growing pains. If you become Andrew Thomas, like everybody would go through that, but I don't know 
that he has the fast twitch, the get off, the consistency and set, just the overall athletic ability that you have with Andrew to be able to get to that level. So, Baldy, what time? Like, at, at what point do you think that they move him to guard to try him out at guard? Well, I mean, that sometimes you do that if a guy struggles outside. I don't know that he's going to be a whole lot better at guard right now. I mean, I just think you see certain limitations to him. And when I say fast twitch, I mean, you've got to be in the ground. you got to dance. you got to stay in front of a guy. You know, you go up against those two defensive tackles that you saw last week in Washington or Quinn and Williams this week with the Jets. You see elite. I mean, people are spending a lot of money on defensive tackles these days because they realize Chris Jones, Quinn and Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, like there's elite players in his business at that position, Jalen Carter in Philly right now, that you have to win one-on-ones. You you can't just rely on your center sliding to you and helping you. And I don't know at his at six foot seven and just sort of the lack of foot quickness that he can cover that up just because he goes inside. So Baldy, as we flip it over to the defensive side here. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Any confidence that comes out of the Giant fan this week facing the New York Jets is licking their chops that the defense has come along and playing Zach Wilson. Uh, Last week, obviously, they rattled Sam Howell. The week before, I mean, they had Josh Allen blatantly confused. They were missing so many tackles earlier in the year. Wink wasn't going to his normal blitz packages like he was. Part of that might have to do with the young secondary that's really come along here as well. What have you seen, even generically, on how this defense has went from they can't tackle anybody to the last two weeks, they look one of the most elite defenses in the league? Well, first of all, I mean, all you have to do is put a projector on and see these missed tackles on the sideline where guys are going 40 yards. And the sideline's your friend, and you can't get them out of bounds. I mean, all you do is put the projector on and go, look, like this is on you. This isn't me. This isn't Dable. This isn't free eight. This is on you. Like that's what I would do if I was winning. Now, I don't know how he challenged them, but like it's embarrassing. The missed tackles on the sideline for the big runs was embarrassing. Josh Dobbs, I mean, he was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, you all know that, 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 I mean, we all pull him out. And then I thought for the first time last week, Dexter Lawrence and Big Cat showed up. Like totally. They 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 earned their money last week. They ruined the interior of the Washington offensive line. And I think if the Giants like we can scheme all this stuff up and he could do it with the best of them. But if you're if you're not doing if you're not playing to your ability like they weren't the first 5 weeks inside, then none of that stuff matters. You put all the blitz zero looks like up you want. You can have all the, you know, they had a great little um, you know, trap defense on the goal line. You know, they, they should have picked for a pick six last week. They missed it. But the quarterback yeah. didn't throw it where he's supposed to throw it. But, yeah. you know, it starts inside. If those guys play at that level, this is a very good defense. Okoreke plays better. Trey Hawkins looks better. Deontay Banks probably comes up with an interception or two. Yeah. Cordell like, it starts there. Yeah. So a, a lot of controversy has been stirred on the New York sports radio airwaves, talking about cave on this, cave on that. Based on the film, what do you make of his performance uh, thus far this year? He's you know like Kayvon flashes is what he does, but you want more from a guy picked that high. You know you want more development. You want to be able to literally win one on ones in the run game in the pass game more frequently than he does, and he'll flash with his quickness, his first step, 
which we knew he had coming out of Oregon. But you want to see more. You want to see better effort. Uh, you want to see plays made. Of, you want to see, look. I mean, you're giants, right? I mean, we all have images of Lawrence Taylor. Just Baldy, Baldy, my daughter's name is Taylor. I mean, come on. This okay. Is... So, look, we all want LT back, some yeah. version of it. But that takes tremendous effort. Forget about the talent, okay, and all that that LT had. But you want to see that type of effort. Like, it's, you're allowed to make plays on the other side of the field. There's, there's, no, there's no forbidden zone to go across the field and make a play. That's effort. And that's I think that's missing from Kayvon. If Kayvon was on this podcast with me, I, with us right now, I would challenge Kayvon. Let me show me – like, you want to be in Baldy's breakdowns, show me a play on the other side of the field. Like, just show me doubling back and getting a ball out of a ball carrier's hands on a screen pass. Like, I want to see those plays more than just flash quickness and his ability flashing. Boy, here I was getting all excited for Kayvon Thibodeau. Baldy pulling cold water on it. I was one of his defenders. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not down on Kayvon. He's got some numbers. Yeah. But, like, I think top 10 in sacks. But, right. but I think there's more there. You know? Yeah, and I don't want to see sacks because they got an overload. They screwed up the blocking scheme. And he's the free hitter. Like, I don't yeah. – like, okay, great. That's the players everybody makes. You know, but I want to see a play where, you know, this week, you, you know, you're lined up against Max Mitchell, you know, or whoever's at right tackle for the Jets. Go beat Max Mitchell. He's a fourth round pick. You know, like he's not supposed to block you. L let right. me see him go win. So let me follow with this then. You mentioned uh, Bobby Okereke and Mike McFadden was a mid round draft pick last year. He's really come along, it feels like. He's a tackling machine at the other inside linebacker position. And if you talk to Giant fans, they will tell you for years, and you mentioned Lawrence Taylor, going back to Carl Banks and Harry yeah. Carson, then the years of Michael Barrow, Jesse Armstead, Antonio yeah. Pierce. The Giants have, haven't had good linebacker play also in seemingly forever. No. But, man, these two guys right now feel like they're balling. Is it? I know they paid a lot of money for Okereke, but Michael McFadden, eh, guy out of Indiana, does this feel legitimate, like they have a real tandem here at linebacker? Honestly, uh, Sean, like when they signed Okereke, I'm like, look, I know they had a, a year here and a year there from different guys. But I got to go back to Antonio Pierce, where they had a real Mike linebacker. Yeah. And that, so that's almost two decades now. I mean, it's a long time. But I knew Bobby was a really good player. I mean, he, he led him in tackles the last two years in Indy. And, like, I knew he was smart. And he understood formations and where the ball – like. And now, but you can't pay, like Baltimore's going to deal with this. Like you can't pay Roquan and Patrick Queen. You can't right. pay two inside linebackers. You just financially, it doesn't matter. So you got to find a McFadden. You know, when Baltimore was there, you know, they had Bart Scott and Ray Lewis. Like they always found that other guy. And I feel like you have to find that other guy. And I feel like McFadden is stepping into that role. And you always like, you'll see on the other side this week, you know, CJ and Quincy are an incredible tandem. But, you know, okay, they pay CJ, but Quincy was a guy that, you know, they kind of, they found out there, you know, it was a third round pick and all that. But you got to be able to find that guy. And I feel like for the first time, you can actually talk about giant inside linebackers for the Giants as a tandem. And not just for this year, but it looks like he could be a tandem for years to come. So, Baldy, Deontay Banks has looked promising this year for the Giants. Do you think he was the right choice at the 24th pick last year? Yeah. Like, like, I don't think he's in the category of Devin Witherspoon, but they didn't have yeah. the fifth pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. That guy just looks 
different than every other corner in his business. But I think Deontay has everything it takes to be good. I mean, I, I like his measurables, his size, his competitive streak. You watch him against Ohio State coming out. Like, I knew they liked him, and I think they picked him about where he belonged. Like, I think he's in that category of a guys um, that you're going to be able to line up and play for a long time at that corner spot. Um, not everybody is sauce. Not everybody is um, what I'm seeing from Witherspoon. But it's okay. Like, there's a place for him, you know. Like, I think it's an upgrade. All right, Baldy, one more for me, and it may come with a follow-up depending on your answer, okay? Win, lose, or draw. Whatever happens with the Giants as far as outcomes come the rest of the year. You break down this film. Who's the one New York Giant you are most excited to watch on film the rest of the year? I like that. Uh, Good question. I'll say um, just – Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, that's what the follow-up yep. was going to be. Yeah, all right, read my mind, Baldy. That's because, the guy we're all the most excited about here. Because, I mean, going back to even that Jets-Giants game when he double-moved Sauce on the first play and got behind him, like, speed changes everything. And I know Slayton can run, but he can't run like Jalen Hyatt. No. And, you know, coming out of Tennessee, he played outside the numbers. He was a go guy. Like, it was limited by what he did. But I – I watched him in practice this summer. I watched him in scrimmages. Like they need, they need to start calling his number. It showed up last week twice. Like that guy, I think, is a baller. And I think he can really help this offense in a way that, you know, and I'm not comparing him to anybody in this business right now, but Tyree changes the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just certain guys that change the way you play. To me, Jalen is that guy. And you got to keep them on, get them on the field, and keep them on the field. Bryce, you got another? I I was going to ask something about Hyatt, so you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. You just got me like a thirteen-year-old boy, Boldy, all excited that you said yeah. Jalen Hyatt because that's honestly that is the guy, man. I mean, and all, and to a lesser extent, Wandell Robinson in the slot, but I really think that whether it's Terod Taylor or Daniel Jones, and look, I'm excited about the defense. This team needs to go into the offseason feeling like they have their number one wide receiver with Jalen Hyatt and their slot number two receiver in Wondell Robinson. And I think if they have that from a speed and schematic standpoint, I could start to feel better about the future of the giant offense. I agree. I agree. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of plays from him regardless who's that quarterback. I mean, you got to get things fixed up front to give him a chance to, you know, to, to do some of the things he can do, the double moves and some of the things that he has the ability of, because he's got a natural flair for it. And really, when you look at route runners, and I'm not putting them in Stephon Diggs category or anything yet, Mm -hmm. but route runners, like their ability to change direction without losing speed is a key. And I feel like he's got a lot of that. But just the suddenness that he can stop and start with or get a a defender to to shuttle or stop their feet to get by him, like that's a real skill. And I feel he has that. All right, you can follow him at Baldy NFL. The Baldy breakdowns are all there. He's Odyssey's NFL insider. Baldy, where else can we catch you? Uh, NFL Network, uh, Fox Sports. Uh, we start a new um, – I start with All City, uh, All NFL with Anthony Gargano this week. Uh, it's an NFL podcast. Nice. We'll have guests and coaches on every week, and we'll, we'll, we'll be a daily podcast. I appreciate nothing better on Jet Giant Week than having Long Island's own Brian Baldy. Oh, thank uh, Bald, Baldy, thanks so much, man. Yep, my pleasure, guys. You bet. See you, Baldy. Okay, take care, guys. Good job. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, thanks to Brian Baldinger for joining us. That was really cool to have him on, Bryce. And look, there were a couple of things he said that I agree. I'm all excited. Jalen Hyatt. Uh, the Evan Neal stuff wasn't exactly encouraging. What do you expect? Uh, I mean, what do you yeah. expect from that? <laughs> and I did find it interesting just going back to his first stuff on Tarad versus Daniel Jones because, look, I, I'm definitely more pro Daniel Jones than Tarad Taylor. Um, my guys over at Talking Giants broke this down too. Like Daniel Jones had a better game last year in a tie versus the Commanders than Terod did last week. But Terod has pushed the ball down the field, which I think is what like when we're watching offense in the NFL, that's what excites us the most. So I think Terod Taylor's ability to uncork the deep ball, I don't want to say has faked us out because it's a complete necessity and it does soften defenses. But I think that has I think fogged up the goggles of a lot of people of going, well, look how much better he is than Daniel Jones because he's unleashing it, despite the fact that Saquon's back and the offensive line has been better. But Bryce, this is where I think this week is very interesting versus the Jets before we get to fantasy versus reality. And that Terod Taylor's missed a lot of short throws. I mean, Waller made a pretty incredible catch right before that Saquon run where he'd like go yeah. back three yards for it. Yeah. Even some of his runs, I understand he's 34 years old. He seems to be a yard short a couple straight weeks on these runs. I do need to see more from Terod Taylor this week versus an elite defense before I'm declaring he should start a quarterback over Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones, you just mentioned the short passes, which is it Terod or, or Tyrod? Because you, it seems like you're like, we're the only two people who call him Terod, but well, I, look, everyone he, calls him Tyrod. Tyrod has given up the fight on people calling him Tyrod, but he it's has said his mom calls him Terod. So I'm trying to say what okay. his mama calls him. Tyrod. Yeah. He's Sherrod. And you mentioned the, the short passes that he missed last week. That's Daniel Jones' bread and butter. Like, that's like, that's where he makes guys. I mean, it is. I mean, he, listen. It's almost you, you like you want to morph the two strengths. Exactly, right? Exactly. But we have seen Daniel Jones. I mean, he has an ability to to make some deep throws. And whether whether or not that, that will be seen when he comes back from injury, again, we don't know. We have no idea. But from what we've seen, Terod Taylor has been a serviceable quarterback and that's all we're asking from Daniel Jones so when he's healthy will he be the same player who knows who knows he may he may have this lingering neck issue like like he had two years ago which it could be a big deal I mean he hasn't been cleared for contact yet the injury happened two weeks ago two plus weeks ago right and And just as Baldy said just as Baldy said if if Terod comes out and wins this game it's going to be very hard for the Giants brass to throw Daniel Jones back in the starting quarterback position. Yeah. Now again, winning at 13, six is a little different than winning at 24, 10 or something. I, I like don't that. know. I, I still think if he wins this game, he deserves another shot. Well, I would Even just if he score 10 points. Score does matter, man, because if the defense is just overwhelmingly dominating, I mean that let's be real too. As good as Tarod Taylor has looked functional and 
Baldy brought it up. I mean, think about the Bills game. He scored nine points. Now what has Mac Jones and, and Baker Mayfield done to that Bill defense? It kind of takes some of this thing away, and you're realizing yeah. the Bills might have been yeah. right for the pick when Milano went out. It The defense has been overwhelmingly good and suffocating to the point these other teams haven't scored the last couple of weeks, which has made the games tighter, which has made us appreciate Terod Taylor a little more. So I do think score matters. Like, if the Jets score six points in this game and the Giants win the game 10-6, I will take the win, and I'm sure that a lot of that will be because Terod Taylor didn't turn the ball over, which is a, a huge key. It's what we credited Daniel Jones for last year. But if he's not exactly lighting the world on fire where you're like, yes, yeah. they're scoring points in a credible clip, that's what, it's all in context. Let's see that happens. Now, that walks us perfectly into fantasy versus reality here, our segment. We're going to give you a fantasy play from the New York Giants this week and the reality of you know how they can win this game. I will start, and I think I just touched on it. Terod Taylor, don't turn the football over. This is as simple a football expectation as I can lay out here. The Jets struggle to score. The giant defense is humming. How have the Jets won their three games? Just stop and think about it. They have played elite defense, but what changed in those games? Week one, Take they return a freaking punt in overtime to win. Special teams, clean that up. In the Broncos game, it's Russell Wilson at the end as he's driving down the field to hopefully or beat or force overtime. He lays the football out there like a loaf of bread. The Jets get the big turnover. uh, Two weeks ago versus Philly, what happens? The Eagles decide they're going to throw the ball instead of running the ball and punting and making Zach Wilson go length of the field. The Jets pick it off. It has basically been a turnover those last two wins and a special teams gaffe. That is how the Jets have capitalized because their offense has not been good enough. And right now the giant defense is humming along. So if Terod Taylor does not give the ball back, I really uh, I really feel this way. The Giants will win the turnover battle. It won't be a net even if he doesn't turn the ball over because I, the Giants are going to get a turnover or two in this game. And oh, by the way, one taken back the other way or enough where it's taken back into the red zone. I think quite literally changes the game. I'm not expecting a blowout either way. So with that, if I'm going to give a fantasy play, I'm going off the wall here, guys. If they're available in your leagues, I'm starting the giant defense. I think they're going to get sacks. I know that the Jets are going to try to pound the ball with Brees Hall, and I'm sure they will have some success with that to some degree. But I think if they put themselves in a situation, you might get a turnover or two, and it wouldn't shock me in the least if the Giants score on defense in this game. Bryce, to you. I'm going to come with a boring play. I think that the Giants in this game, if they win the game, even if they lose the game, they're not scoring more than 20-plus points, right? Like, that's not happening unless they they, they they take the ball away at least three times. I mean, like, this Giants team, they've shown you, even when they get into the red zone, it's not a it, – it's, it's a crapshoot whether or not they get right. into the end zone. They, within the 20-yard line, they cannot score the ball. So – my fantasy play is going to be Graham Gano because the Giants okay. are going to have a bunch of field goal opportunities, and Gano has been a pretty bad option. I, I drafted him in one of my leagues. I dropped him week three. I just I couldn't deal with it. Uh, it. It wasn't from the missed kicks. It's just the fact that you know he's not getting the opportunities that he got last year, winning every game by three points, winning every game by six points. So Graham Gano is definitely my 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 guy for fantasy. I'd give you Jalen Hyatt. I'd give you any one of the Giants' offense. But the reality is, is that the Jets defense is one of the best defenses in the league, no matter what you want to say, you Jet hater. But <laughs> this, this, I mean, they you got to give them credit. You got to give them their flowers. The Jets defense is menacing. And 
with with Sauce and potentially are, are they are they going to play Sauce and and, uh, and Reed? So here's the thing, man. It's Friday morning when we're taping this. They have practiced, but that also doesn't mean they've passed concussion protocol, similar to Daniel Jones with contact. So, I mean, I hate to speculate on concussions. It feels like they're trending to play, but again, this is the, yeah. the gift and the curse of doing podcasting where you guys might be listening to this at any point this weekend. At the moment, 8.49 a.m. on a Friday morning, they have not been cleared technically from concussion protocol. So assuming they play, this Jets defense is like a three-headed monster. Like every every area of of their defense is solid, it is strong. Like they have they have everyone. So you're going to expect this game to be a low scoring game. Graham Gano will give you you know nine to twelve fantasy points, and that could help you win your league. All right. So without further ado, nice meaty one giant step pod. My pick: Sean Morash and Bryce Gelman's pick for the game. Uh I think I've tend to lean towards the negative side. Even last week, producer James had a good chuckle about clipping. I picked the Giants to lose on a walk-off field goal. By the way, they almost lost on a walk-off two-point conversion. Let's be honest. That was in the cards last week. Uh, Sean's giddy this week as they talk in the third person. I just, there's a perfect combination coming here where the Giants are kind of playing really good football on the defensive side and about to walk into an offense that's a mess that feeds right into the Giants' strength right now. Also, the Jets are horrendous off the bye. They have never won off the bye under Robert Sala. Uh, it just feels like, to me, it has. it's not an indictment on the rest of the season. Now, you know, Sunday night you could get a tuned-up Sean saying we're going to the playoffs, but I'm just saying this screams bad Jet loss where their fan base melts now. So with that, yeah, I think the Giants are going to win this football game. And I think they're going to score on defense. I think they will find a way into the end zone on their own, kick another two field goals. I think the Giants are going to win this game 20-6. to And I think it's misery (laughs) on Monday for the Jets. Bryce, take it away. That's like your wet dream. I mean, like, is that what you dreamed about last night? Because there's no way that's happening. I I, I gave you a defensive score. Okay, fair. finds his way in, and you kick a couple long field goals, you get to 20. Fair, but this is my third appearance on the podcast you haven't gotten one of the predictions right, and I'm one for no, one. I'm one for two. So I picked losses. Okay, you did. I know. I know. You're. You're. You tend to lean negative, as you said, but this is the Jets, and your anti-Jets bias is showing right now. Oh, and as wow. someone, and oh. and as someone who looks at the Jets, the Jets unbiasedly, I have the Jets winning this thirteen to ten. I think that the Jets will pull this win out. I think their fans will. Literally take a crap on you the next the next well, I, two, well, three weeks. They're not going to shut up about it. I just think that this is – it's a different Jets team. This isn't the Jets of old. I think they have some energy behind them, this, this buzz surrounding them that I think has largely been created by the false hope by their fans, but there is buzz. And this team has shown a semblance of confidence. So as great as the Giants' defense has been the last two weeks – I don't know. I just can't see a scenario where the Jets don't win this game. Like, I mean, I mean, you can't see a scenario. I'm going to come through this screen. I'm going to take your head. I'm going to dunk it in the toilet bowl. I know. I know. I know. I just, I don't know. I, in my, in my heart of hearts, I want, obviously I'm a Giants fan. I want them to win this game. But the Jets are three and three with Zach Wilson. They're three and three with Zach Wilson. But I think it like now with all this negative buzz surrounding him that you created. You damn right I did. Who knows? 
I, listen, I'll, I'll walk that back. I'm not going to say there's no scenario in which the Giants win this game. I just can't see the Giants winning this game. I just like in, in every single you play this game 50 times, you're probably 26, 24, right? You play a game 100 times, 50, 50. I don't know. I don't know. I feel no, it. I think feel, the Jets are going to win this game. I feel it. I just think the Jets are going to win this game. I hope the Giants do because I can't hear it from Jets fans for the next few weeks. Giant I can't fans, hear it. Just know who had your back, Giant fans. Sean Morris, the OG here. You didn't game. have you didn't have their backs last week. I'm back, baby. I'm okay. back. You can follow you Bryce Gelman at Bryce Gelman. You can follow me at Sean Morris. Thanks to our producer, James. I will be at MetLife Sunday. I'm a little worried about the walkout. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You can catch me on Big Blue Kickoff Live 9 to 9.30 Saturday morning with John Schmelk on WFA and Free on the Odyssey app. Of course, Evan and Tiki every Monday through Friday, 2 to 6.25 on WFA and Free on the Odyssey app. Thank you to everybody. Let's go beat the Jets. Thanks for taking one giant step with us.